Thanks for listening to our Legacy Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Christ. And you visit us soon at our Legacy Church campus in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. For more information, visit us online at www.legacychurchri.com. Today, appropriately, I want to talk a little bit about being a thankful person. Being a thankful person. And before um, I continue on this little talk, I want to be thankful and say thank you, church. I thank this church family for being who you are. I mean, you are a giving, a kind, a loving, a caring. And let me use this term because I think it really fits this church, Legacy Church. You are so genuine. You are a genuine people. And I know when God looks down upon this house and he looks down upon this people, he is pleased. You know, and I pray that when we pass on this earth, we're able to stand before God and hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen? Amen. Let's give thanks for this house and for one another in Jesus' name. We know thankfulness does not come easy because we're in a world of pain. We're in a world where we experience discouragement. We experience things in life that maybe we shouldn't experience. But we live in a world that's imperfect. You know, sometimes people want to blame God. But this isn't heaven, people. This is earth. We get that understanding. Don't blame God. This, Jesus said, this is not my kingdom. His kingdom is in heaven. And the Bible does promise that when we go there, there's no more tears. There's no more sorrow. There's no more struggle. There's no more pain. Amen? That's the hope of our salvation. And thank Jesus that he's given us the opportunity because he forgives us of our sins because of his death on Calvary. But thankfulness does not come easy. Um, Sometimes you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Isn't that true? I mean, sometimes, you know, if my wife gets up before me and, and I get up and I find myself on her side of the bed... I don't know if this is superstition or not. I say to myself, I'm not getting out uh, out of this bed on her side because that would be the wrong side of the bed. I literally do that. And I say, I started thinking about that. I think that's superstition. I should just do it and, and pray to God nothing happens. Amen? But you know, God is, is amazing. And every time you are touched by God's grace, it's like God giving you an injection of thanksgiving especially when you don't deserve it. Has anyone ever been stopped? I know you're going to say, no, I'm a good Christian, but don't lie. Has anyone ever been stopped by a police? Right? I mean, I think most of us have. Matter of fact, I got a, a, a text just last week, late at night, saying, please pray, please pray. I've been stopped by a police, and it's not just a police, it's a state police. I won't say who that person is, just her first name starts with a C. I won't say anything beyond that. But what a great feeling when you have committed the crime, when you have been speeding, when you have been not paying attention because you're on your phone. Come on. And you're saying, Lord, please, 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 grace, Lord. Grace. Give me your grace, Lord. 
please God, please God, please God, and say, I know most of you have never prayed as much as when you've been stopped by a police. So God says, you know what, I need to get a police officer to, to pull this person over, because I need this person to pray more. But what a feeling when that officer gives you grace, right? You're driving home, thank you, Jesus, 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 thank you, Jesus. you know? When we pull in a parking lot at the mall, we're always praying, grace, grace, give me a space. Grace, grace, give me a space. You know? <laughs> but God's grace is amazing. God's grace is amazing. And he starts showing you, as you live this life of faith, he starts showing you that he's with you. And this scripture comes to mind that God is for us. If God be for us, who can be against us? What a hope we have. What an assurance we have. If God is for me, who can be against me? And it's amazing how grace, God's goodness, transforms us. We come to God, you know, many times broken, disillusioned, disheartened, angry, angry at people, angry at God. You know, some of us look like this when we come to the Lord, you know. That's a picture of some people I've met. And others look like this. And others even look like this. There's some guys I've met. That's, that's what I met when they first came to the church. But then God starts to work. And this is what... Now, some of you are just, just outright crazy. You come, to the, you come to the house, you come to church, you're crazy. That's a picture. Oh, oh. Keep going. This is what happens. This is what you look like, what people look like when they meet Jesus for the first time. It's like, what happened to me? What is happening to me? I was in church. I started crying. I was in church. I started feeling something. God, what are you doing to me? I'm not happy with my life anymore. God, what are you doing to me? And God starts to work on you. He starts to work on you. That's a clue. <laughs> okay? Is the next picture come up? All right. And you start being grateful for the grace that God has for you. You start being grateful. You start realizing, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve forgiveness. I don't deserve a, a second chance, a third chance. I don't deserve it. You know who I am, and God says, I know who you are. And the loving, good people of the church who are just like you, who are broken at one time, they start telling you, God does love you. God does care for you. And your face starts to change. Keep going. And some of you, you go from being a pit bull to being a puppy dog because you've been touched by God's grace. God is a good God. He transforms us. Let us never forget. Let us never forget. Let us always be thankful. But I want to give us seven ways to stay thankful. To stay thankful. Because as I said, thanksgiving, being a thankful person, is not normal. It's not a natural state. Because we are sinful, we're carnal in many ways, so it's something that you have to, number one, decide to be. You have to decide to be thankful. You have to make a decision. I'm going to learn 
and learn to be thankful. I need to learn to be thankful. I have to decide to be thankful. I have to look at myself, my attitude, and, de- and make a decision. I'm going to be a thankful person. Someone said, you know, when life throws me lemons, I make lemonade. That's a great quote. I don't know who said that, but I thought of that. What a great attitude. When life throws me lemons, you know what? I'm going to make lemonade. You know? And in the scripture, the apostle Paul, who's one of the greatest men, I think, to ever live, and a great testimony of what God can do with a man who used to actually kill Christians, he says, I've learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. When you look at the apostle Paul's life, I'll tell you, he was, he was beaten, he was put in prison, he was shipwrecked. This guy suffered. But yet, he says, I've learned to be thankful. I've learned to be content. I've had to learn this. And whatever circumstances I've encountered, I've learned. I've learned. I've made a decision. I've learned to be thankful. You know, in the Bible, in, in Psalm seven seventeen, it says, I will, I will, I will thank the Lord. I've made a decision. I will thank the Lord because he is just. Which means everything that happens, both all good and bad, God is just. God is in it. There's a reason for everything. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. And then we're, we're given a commandment, that this is a commandment. Be thankful in all circumstances, just like every other commandment, you know. Love the Lord your God, all your heart, your soul, all your strength, all your mind. It's a commandment of the Lord. Honor the Sabbath. Here's a commandment. Be thankful. In all circumstances, this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. How many belong to Christ Jesus today, right? We're children of God. So God's will, amen? God's will is that we be thankful, that we stay thankful. You know, as saying is the is. There's a part of us, it's called the carnal nature, and the Bible says there's a part of us that opposes God, that opposes truth. It wants to do the wrong thing, you know? And that's why the Bible says there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. You have to realize that you can't live in condemnation, in condemnation, because there's a part of you that is tempted. There's a part of you that wants to do the wrong thing. God says... You've got to beat that part of you down. You have to come against the, the wickedness of the flesh. But you don't live in condemnation because that's a part of you. What you do is you learn how to overcome that part of you. you know. And you, you, the Bible says confess your sins. Confess your faults one to another. The Bible says go before God. Confess your sins. And he is faithful and just to forgive you. God works with you in your perfections, but as you grow in God, what happens is the spiritual part of you becomes stronger and stronger and stronger, and now you're able to beat down the other part of you. But that other part of you doesn't want to be thankful. It wants to complain. It wants to criticize. It wants to be jealous. It wants to be envious. It doesn't want to be content. You know, you don't just wake up in the morning like the other day and say, oh, I can't wait to get up at 5 in the morning, go outside in the freezing cold and shovel the snow. I can't wait. Oh, I just love doing that. I can't wait to, to get up in the morning, be freezing, and go to work. I just love going to work, you know. I can't wait to take my Saturday, the only day off, and clean the house. I just love that, you know. 
I love my spouse every second of the day, every minute of the hour, every day. I just love, love, love my spouse. Doesn't matter what they do. Doesn't matter they wake up with bad breath. I just love my spouse. You know? That's not natural. That's not reality. But what we have to do is now we have to get into the spirit and say, wait a second. That job I'm complaining about, I prayed for that job. Come on. That house I'm complaining about cleaning, I prayed for that house. Some of you used to live in a car. God gave you a place to live. Now you're complaining about it. That's the part of us that we have to say, no, I'm going to be thankful. You know? Your spouse say you complain about. You pray for that spouse. Some of you for years and years and years. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Number two, we have to live with faith. We have to live in a faith perspective. We have to live with an eternal mindset, which means this. This life is temporal, people. It's temporal. It's like a vapor. Here today, gone. I still think I'm 21. I am stuck at 21. That could be a good thing. Life goes by like that. You know, some of you guys have tats. This is a good tattoo. The tattoo into your mind. Say this to yourself. Don't worry. Be thankful. God is up to something good. You know, that one would start way up here on the shoulder. Don't worry. Be thankful. God is up to something good on your hand. Don't worry. Be thankful. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all, in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. Apostle Paul says to Corinthians, says, listen, we're hard-pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. Bad things happen because we're on earth, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed. I don't understand everything. You know, people ask all kinds of questions. Why did this happen? Why is that happening? You know, God's good. Why is this happening? I don't have the answers to everything. I just know one thing, that God works everything for his glory and to use your life as a testimony that he is a good God. Amen? So I'm perplexed, but I'm not in despair. I'm persecuted, but I'll never be abandoned. I will never be alone because God is always with me. I might be struck down, but I will not be destroyed in Jesus' name. You know, Corey Ten Boom, who wrote the book The Hiding Place, it's about her life. But here's, here's a woman who, you know, experienced tremendous, tremendous um, sorrow with being in Nazi concentration camp, watching her sister die, watching her father be taken away. And, and imagine living in that place. And I tell you, you read this book and you see her testimony and her attitude and her spirit. You know that this lady has been touched by God. And she says this, there is no pit so deep 
that God's love is not deeper still. This woman has learned to be thankful. She's learned to be thankful. Learned to be thankful. Number three, get the focus off yourself by serving others. You know, one of the greatest ways to receive hope is to give hope. That's why, you know, we, we, we tell people, listen, get into grow track. Start giving. Let us help you find your gift. Start giving your life to other people because you're going to be encouraged. You're going to start receiving hope. You're going to start seeing that God has a purpose for you because God will use you to help others. You want hope? Give hope. You want love? Give love. Serve, serve, serve the Lord. Get the focus off yourself. The Bible says in Romans 12, 11, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Number four, forgive easily. Forgive easily. This is a tough one. Because if you don't forgive easily, your spirit will be polluted by bitterness, jealousy, There'll be, there'll be, your, your spirit will be polluted and will be taken over by something other than thanksgiving. Have you ever left a coffee cup with just a little bit of coffee somewhere and you forgot about it and you come back like maybe two, like maybe five days later? <laughs> Want to be honest? And you're like, what the heck is that stuff growing in that cup? That's mold. That's what it's called. It's called mold. It's called fungus. You know, I had, I had an office, one of my first offices <laughs> at the uh, church. And um, I didn't realize this, but, but the window, here's my office had a desk near the window. And my window um, was leaking. They had a leak, and so it was leaking water. And, um, and I didn't realize it, but one day I go in the office, and my whole shelf is filled with mushrooms. <laughs> Never realized that there was mold growing. Never realized it. You know? And it's funny, because um, I started laughing, because I love mushrooms. I said, God, are you blessing me with my own little farm in the office? You know? But if you don't deal with unforgiveness, with jealousy, with anger, with stuff that pollutes your spirit, you will not be able to be a thankful person. And that starts, uh, you know, affecting your life. It starts affecting your emotions. It starts affecting your spirit. And it, it affects your, your, your health. It affects your emotional well-being. You've got to forgive. You've got to release forgiveness. And that's why we, we have altar call at the end of every service, and we say, listen, come up to the altar if you need prayer. And one of the, the primary things that we need to get right in our lives is we need to get forgiveness. We've got to get clean. And we pray for people and say, hey, you need to forgive somebody. And nine times out of ten, people say, yes, you know, someone hurt me, someone abused me, someone abandoned me. We have to release that person. We have to forgive that person because otherwise you'll be ensnared in chains it'll be that person is still controlling you that hurt is still controlling you but god wants you free god wants your cup cleaned come on god cleans our cups and he pours clean water overflowing number five 
Get around people of faith and truth. You know, that, this is why church is so important. Because our lives are surrounded by people of unbelief, worldly mindsets, carnal mindsets, and everything you put on, TV, radio, everything is, is causing pollution to our spirits. That's why we need the house of God to teach us a new way to live, the cleanest that deliver us so that we can be healthy and happy at church. But the, Bi- the Bible says, don't be misled in 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. You know, you ever hear the saying, birds of a feather flock together? If you're with people who are not thankful, guess what? You're going to feel miserable all the time. Their pollen gets all over you. Birds of a feather flock together. If you don't want to catch the bird flu, remember the bird flu? You better get with a whole other group of birds. If you're with sick birds, you've got to find some new birds in your life. Right? Because God wants you free. God wants you thankful. God wants you happy. I want to be happy, Lord. Get around some happy people. Get around some faith-filled people. That's why Jesus says light has no fellowship with darkness. You know, one of the first things that happens to us as Christians when we come to God, God starts to convict us. God starts to show us, wait, there's a new way of life. And he starts to speak to us. And all hell will break out to stop you from coming to church. All hell. Friends that you didn't know you had will start calling you on Sunday morning. You know, I see posts. You know, people say, well, I can't make it to church. You know, I have to work. You know, I have to work. And I see posts say, oh, hey, I have Sunday off. I say, oh, great, that person's going to come to church. And then you see all, oh, let's go, let's go to breakfast. Let's go for this. Let's go for that. Let's go for that. So those people never ask you for breakfast, to go to breakfast, not even once. But because you now have the opportunity to go to church, all hell will break loose to keep you from your destiny, from your purpose, from being what God's called you to be. Number six, read God's promises and put them everywhere. In, if you haven't got one of these, we want to give you one of these. Um, but we have these little stickers, the best is yet to come. I want you to grab some of these at the Connect Corner and put them on things. Give them to friends. Let me tell you, what a great way to encourage somebody. Say, hey, listen, the best is yet to come in your life. I'm praying for you. Here's a sticker. Put it on your, your book. Put it on your computer. Put it somewhere because God has better for you. Let me give you one of these. And then you start praying for that person. And God would just reach out to them. The best is yet to come. But use scriptures everywhere. And Psalm 1-2 says, His delight is in the word of the Lord. And in his word he meditates day and night. You will be like a tree planted. And whatever he does prospers. Because you start living by the word, start understanding God's promises for you. Philippians 4, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Philippians 4.13, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. And last but not least, what a great way to give thanks and to receive the spirit of thanksgiving. Um, it's to sing, praise, worship. You know, as I was studying yesterday and last night, I started 
you know, having worship just playing off my computer. And as, as, as worship was playing and the songs were coming of, of amazing worship leaders, my spirit was getting encouraged. I was starting to get faith, you know. I started, you know, copying all these YouTubes, sending them to all the worship people. You know, hey, we need to do this song. We need to do this song. Because I'm feeling invigorated. I'm feeling faith come into my spirit. Stop singing. Stop praising. That's why, you know, one of the things that God teaches in his word is to, to praise him. You know, the Bible says lift up holy hands. We don't just do it. The Bible says lift up holy hands. Lots of us, you know, we're raising traditional churches and we saw the priest, right, raising hands. Well, the Bible says we're all to lift up hands. Why? Something happens when you lift up your hands. You start connecting. What, what am I doing this for? Oh, Jesus, you know. I'm worshiping. God says shout. There's something that happens when you shout. There's something that happens when you clap. There's something that happens. Why does God put this in his word? You know, Jared, Jared must have been hearing from the Holy Spirit today because he's used the same passage of Scripture that I have to close, Psalm 100. To shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. I'm not too happy. I'm not too glad. You start singing. You start praising. You start clapping. Chains start breaking off of you. Happiness, thankfulness starts coming into you. Come before him, singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. Acknowledge that he is God. He's with you. He made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Do I hear an amen? God is faithful. God is faithful. Thanks for listening today. We hope you were blessed by our Legacy Church podcast and hope to see you soon at our 11 a.m. church service in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. You can connect with us on any social media platform at Legacy Church RI. Have a blessed week.